talk about getting a first baseman. How about getting a really familiar face? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Josh Bell had a monster day. At Petco Park, leading the Padres to an 8-6 to win over the Phillies in Game 2 that tied the National League Championship Series. And that is going to, it is bound to lead to a lot of the standard complaining, look how they all get good when they leave Pittsburgh. The fact is, JB's been a complete disaster in San Diego, okay? And by that I mean... For the first four months of this past regular season, he batted 302. He goes to the Padres, hits 192, and then went 3 for 23 in these playoffs until yesterday. Believe it or not, I'm not knocking him. I'm just trying to offer context here. I'd love to see JB back in a Pittsburgh uniform, partly because I really got to know the guy and really liked him. And also partly because in so, so, so many ways, he fits the bill for what they need. And maybe even because he fell off the way he did, the market for him, he is going to be a free agent this winter, won't be as insane as it might have been. Now, I'm going to cut myself off right there. And point out to you in giant capital letters inside parentheses here that there is no way that the Pirates are going to sign JB to bring him back here. However, however, I feel like it's worth discussing because this is what a competitive franchise would do. This is what competitive people would do if they were running this franchise. So end parentheses there. And resume discussion as if we're covering a normal franchise. JB could make a difference at first base. Now, I'm going to knife off in advance here some complaints that some would have. One, and let's get this one out of the way here early, is he's a terrible defender at first base. JB has played three full seasons of big league ball. Since being traded out of Pittsburgh by Ben Charrington, that was in the Will Crow deal. And he's gotten better. He's not about to win a gold glove at the position, but a lot of things have changed. One of the things that the Nationals did in particular was to work with him in altering his throwing motion to become more sidearm. And if you think about the types of throws that first basemen generally make anyway, going sidearm is kind of a good idea. If you're throwing to second, you're usually throwing around, not usually, you're always throwing around a runner. And his fielding and footwork and everything else, they're good enough if he can deliver offensively the way he has at times in the past. But the at times is what's at issue. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I mean, the most glaring case in point is happening right now. JB can drive you nuts. We saw it here in Pittsburgh. He had, and boy, none of us are going to forget this one, that one May where he outhit everybody on the planet and was setting up all kinds of parallels to Willie Stargell. The rest of the season was kind of okay. It wasn't a disaster, but that May was never replicated. He went to Washington. He had a couple of good years, put up some good numbers. Then he goes to San Diego, and this is where I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've covered a lot of ball at Petco Park. I've spoken with a lot of people who work regularly at Petco Park. And they'll tell you that it is the enemy of the fly ball. That's what JB is. He's a guy that puts the ball up in the air. And because he's so bleeping strong, more often than not, it's going to go out if he gets some juice behind it. Not in San Diego. There's this bizarre barometric uh, pressure episode that happens most every night in the summer in San Diego. Don't laugh at this. It's actually true. We're at around 8 o'clock their time. The atmosphere sinks and traps baseballs inside the stadium. <laughs> okay, don't believe me then. Go Google it. It's a real thing. I actually told Derek Shelton about it before his first series ever out there, and he's looking at me like I'm nuts. It's a real thing. And sure enough, the Pirates that night against the Padres were smacking the ball all over the place the first two innings, nothing after the fourth. It's a killer. It's an absolute killer. The same thing happened to Brian Giles when he went out there. Remember that? What happened to Brian? Well, he had the Clemente Wall here in Pittsburgh. He goes out to Petco, and the home run fences back then were even further, but the barometric pressure was still in play, very much in play. Weather hasn't changed that much. So even then, yesterday, JB goes out and just has a monster day. Because he's capable of doing that. He's physically capable of doing that, and he's going to be that for a while. He's only 30 years old. He's insanely smart, which, as I've told him many times over the years, tends to work against him occasionally at the plate because he grossly overthinks things instead of just see ball, hit ball. But I feel like he'd be a sound investment. Now, once more, the Pirates aren't about to make that sound investment because they're not serious about competing in 2023, even though I believe, that doesn't mean that everyone should, my own belief is that JB's the best available guy out there. Now, what's he going to cost? Well, he is a Scott Boris guy. They're going to be looking for a big contract and be looking for big numbers and whatever else here. I don't know that Boris is going to be able to shake somebody for some significant total of years. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But if I'm the Pirates, I'd go and talk to them. I'd go and find out what's there. If it's, let's say, for example, 3 and 45, 3 and 45 sounds workable. The Pirates definitely have it. Let's get past that part of the conversation, too. You'd bring him back to a situation that he really liked. There's some guys who act their way through it and just want to get out of Pittsburgh and whatever else. JB really liked it here. There's a good number of players here who played with him and who liked him. 
he had a chance to get to know Shelton and a lot of the coaches that are still here, and of course Charrington. And I, you know, this isn't about sappiness either. This is about getting production out of the first base position. If you can live with JB slumps, then you can live most definitely with the numbers he'll have by season's end, regardless what kind of streaks and ugly stretches went into it. At the end of the year, he's going to get you a pretty healthy home run total, a pretty healthy RBI total, and you can live with the rest. When we come back, J1Q. who says, here it is, DK. Why should I be invested in the 2023 Pirates season if everyone from the owner on down doesn't care? I mean, give me something, anything. I'm at a loss. How do you pass this off as trying? At least try. A first baseman, a veteran pitcher, a bridge catcher, anything. Jeff, it is not in my job description to in any way, shape, or form try to defend the pirates i don't care how criticized they get i do care that it's accurate which is what some people will misinterpret as being defending the pirates i'm real big on facts being a reporter so that's just a reflexive thing that's just something it's like the pavlovian uh, reaction. When I hear somebody say something that's wrong, that I know is wrong, I'm going to jump in 99% of the time and explain what the right is. Even if I agree with the general principle argument that they're attempting to make. So for example, when someone says Bob Nutting is a billionaire, and I know for a fact that he isn't, or even close, he could be if he sold the franchise, but he hasn't sold the franchise. So he is not a billionaire in the sense that he does not have a billion dollars. Is he worth that based on the potential sale price of the team? Based on the more than 80%, my understanding is, of the franchise that he owns? Yeah, undoubtedly. But a billionaire is a billionaire. And when you're talking about nutting being a billionaire... I don't mean to sidetrack here, but just to throw this out since it comes up a lot. When you're talking about nutting being a billionaire, you're talking about it as if there's a billion dollars sitting there of his own money that he should infuse into the team. Do you follow me? So I try to correct that because that actually is not the case. Is nutting cheap? Yes. Does he lack leadership skills? Oh my God, yes. Is he way prone? to over-delegating and washing his hands of things that he shouldn't be washing his hands of? Yes, yes, and yes. But let's at least go with facts on this. What did you actually ask, Jeff? Oh, hope for next year. Hey, ask them. That's what I keep telling people here. Uh, Whether you're coming to me for an explanation, you know, I'll tell you what it is that they're saying. I'll tell you what it is that they're thinking. I'm very, very familiar with it. 
But if you want me to defend it or to explain why you should look beyond it or go buy season tickets or nothing, nah, I'm out of my element there, man. I just am. They aren't serious about 2023. And what's more, ever since I reported that, in their public statements, they've made no pretenses to the contrary. They're essentially tacitly acknowledging it. So you ask them something, you know where they are. You know how to reach them, and even if that's not something that's of of your liking, there's always Pirates Fest. You know, go to that thing. They have that uh, annual session with, uh, you know, meeting the fans and taking questions from the fans, and most of those, you know, will get pretty testy at times. It's not universal, but, you know, they'll fans will ask questions uh, that might make the people on stage be a little more uncomfortable. Uh, than they would be if they're taking it from reporters because they know we're not invested in it. Fans are. Fans are paying money for this product. Fans have a right to speak up. The pirates have to sit there and listen to it. And it has 50 zillion times the impact of someone like me asking a question. It just does. They also hold season ticket events that are not public, that are not the kind of thing that I can cover. I'll be at Pirates Fest, obviously. But when it comes to, you know, a, a setting where it's just season ticket holders and just them and they have an open forum and you say what it is that you want to say, believe me, it's heard. Doesn't mean they'll act on it, but it's heard way more than anything that I can say or can write. I appreciate the question, Jeff. I appreciate the spirit, and I do mean spirit, in which it's asked. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. 